1: Play for free at luckylandslots.com Daily bonuses are waiting No purchase necessary Void were prohibited by law 18 plus Terms and conditions apply See website for details Life's full of things we can't depend on Like the Irish weather Predictably unpredictable When you're cutting it fine But the tractor in front is out for the day No winner of this week's You know what So much for Lucky 7 But some things you can depend on Like in home heating Emo, Jones Oil and Campus Oil are now Certa, Delivering the same warmth to your home now and into the future. For home heating you can depend on. See SertaIreland.ie
0: Cassandra's Blanc had no criminal record and everyone around him claimed he was one of the nicest people they knew. That didn't stop him from killing multiple people and trying to pin it on his dead wife. This is Monsters. Since I posted an episode about Stacey Castor on Monday, I thought it would be interesting to follow it up with another case of someone trying to use a scapegoat to get away with murder. A murderer denying that they committed their crime is not uncommon, but completely scapegoating someone they already know only happens every once in a while. Murderers blame other people all the time, but those cases are usually them making it look like a botched robbery, or claiming someone wearing a mask came in and killed their spouse. It's an imaginary person. Sometimes, the murderer points to a friend or family member as the person who committed the crime. When this happens, it's most commonly a family annihilator who's blaming their spouse for murdering their kids and then committing suicide. Robert Spangler killed his whole family and convinced authorities that his wife had killed the kids and then herself. Neil Entwistle shot his wife and their baby daughter before fleeing the country and claiming she committed murder-suicide. Chris Watts blamed his wife for killing their daughters and then said that he strangled her in a fit of rage. The Stacy Castor case was rare because she tried to pin the murder of her two husbands on her own daughter. Similarly, Brad Rie stabbed his wife to death after he found out that she was having an affair and when authorities discovered her body, he also blamed it on his own daughter. He told police that he saw his 12-year-old daughter standing over her mother, holding a bloody knife and that he covered up the crime to protect her. Of course, nobody bought his bullshit. Matthew Mosley shot and killed Lee Holt in the UK and then handed the gun to his 14-year-old son and told him to confess to police. The father stood by and watched as police cuffed his own son and took him away for murder. Of course, it wasn't long before the boy told the truth and Matthew was put away. Cassandrance Blanc was born on October 4, 1995, and he was of Haitian descent, but when a detective asked him if he was born in Haiti during his interrogation, he declined to answer. He was the eldest of four children and attended Christopher Columbus High School in Miami, Florida. He had no criminal record, and relatives said he was a very kind person. He had recently started working for a company called Delphi as a customer service representative where he counseled people who suffered from substance abuse. They took an initial assessment over the phone and encouraged the caller to get treatment. If they wanted to proceed, they would help the person get into a program. Cassandritz had married a woman named Martine Bernard on October 4th, 2017. Yes, his wedding was on his birthday. Makes it easy to remember his anniversary, I guess. By June of 2018, 20-year-old Martine was pregnant with the couple's son. According to Cassandritz, on June 5th, 2018, Martine had disrespected him, so he shot her in the head. Cassandritz kept his wife's body in his apartment for eight days, during which nobody knew that she was dead. At one point, it sounds like he told Martine's family that she didn't feel like attending a baby shower, though it wasn't clear if it was for her or for someone else. On June 9th, Cassandritz went to his in-law's house where Martin's parents, Roosevelt and Ivos Bernard, were getting ready for a family event. While his mother-in-law was in the shower, Cassandritz followed 68-year-old Roosevelt into Martine's old bedroom and shot him in the back of the head. The bullet entered just below his ear and exited his nose. He then shot the man again in the back. Cassandritz locked the bedroom door and then told Ivos that a Hispanic man had come to the door and asked to talk to Roosevelt and the two left together. When one of their adult daughters, Joanne Bernard, showed up at the house, the two women assumed Roosevelt would meet them at the event, so they left. Ivos told investigators later that she noticed that Cassandritz was wearing black gloves at the time. Before they left, Cassandritz asked if he could use the key to run into the house and grab something he forgot. Ivos gave her son-in-law the keys, and he ran into the house and quickly returned and gave her her keys back. What she didn't know was that he had unlocked the back door before returning with her key. Both the Bernard women and Cassandritz left, but about ten minutes later, Cassandritz pulled his white Dodge Charger into a vacant lot just south of the Bernard's home. He was caught on a neighbor's security camera re-entering the home with a backpack. It would turn out that the backpack contained cleaning supplies. Based on the footage, Cassandritz spent about 40 minutes in the house before he came back out to his car and got a large, black trash bag and brought it back into the house. An hour later, he can be seen rolling the trash can from the house down the street toward the vacant lot. Cassandritz left the can near some bushes in the lot and drove away. Ivos and Joanne arrived back home about 10 p.m., already concerned that Roosevelt hadn't shown up at the event. Now they saw that his car was there, his wallet, his keys, and his cell phone were all there, but Roosevelt was not. They called the police to report him missing. One of the Bernard's other children happened to be Ryan Bernard, an officer with the Miami Gardens Police Department. When he went to his parents' house to look around, he found what looked like bloodstains in the bedroom that used to be his sister Martine's. Not knowing that a neighbor's security cam was capturing everything he did in the vacant lot, Cassandritz returned at about 4 a.m. and poured gasoline over Roosevelt's body. He lit it on fire and left the area again. When the fire department arrived, they initially thought they were dealing with an electrocution. The first responders found a burned body and there was a downed power line lying nearby. After learning that the power line wasn't live, they realized that they had a homicide on their hands. An autopsy revealed the bullet wounds, and Cassandritz was called by the Hollywood police, who told them they'd like to stop by his apartment and ask him and Martine a few questions. Cassandritz said he would prefer to talk to them at the station and agreed to meet them there. Investigators asked him to bring Martine with him, and he agreed. When he arrived at the meeting on June 11th, he was by himself and claimed that his wife refused to come. She said that she didn't have anything to do with it and didn't see any reason why she should go. When the investigators asked the man for his address, he refused to give it to them, claiming that he was concerned for his safety. He said that he was afraid that the Hispanic man that had come to the Bernards' home might come after him. Cassandritz said he wasn't happy with how he was treated at the police station, so he drove around for a while before heading home. The following morning, Cassandritz was arrested by police and brought to the Fort Lauderdale Police Department for questioning. A detective questioned him about Martine's whereabouts and his involvement in his father-in-law's death.
2: Um, so basically, I woke up um, and I saw a woman at my door. When was this? Tonight, actually. Okay. Um, there was a woman at my door. Um, and I was, I, I, was, I was startled. Who are you? And she explained to me um, that I'm Martine's friend. Um, she explained to me that, you know, you paid for the cell phone, you you bought her the cell phone, do you want her belongings, or should I just, should I just throw it out
3: or, you know, burn it? She gave me those options, and I said, well, I want it. I mean... Now this is, it's like 7 o'clock Tuesday morning, about when was this? Um, 5 a.m. 4 okay. Or 5 a.m. Early, early this
2: morning? Yes, sir. A couple hours ago. Okay, yes, sir. And I've never met her before... Never seen her in a day of my life. Okay. I, was, I was really scared because like I told the previous detective that this is why I didn't want to give my address mm-hmm. for one, because I didn't want people knowing where I live, trying to kill me, kid, kidnap me, you know, torture me, beat me up, whatever. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to be a, a, a victim of anything.
0: So at 4 or 5 o'clock that morning, some woman just walked into his apartment and tossed a bunch of Martine's belongings at him. He claimed that she had Martine's keys and that's how she got into the apartment. He said he wasn't sure if the keys were in fact in the apartment, but he claimed that she told him she put them on the table. One of the things she gave him just happened to be Martine's cell phone, which conveniently explains why he has it in his possession. He also explained that this is why he didn't want to give his address to the other detectives. He was afraid that someone was going to kill or kidnap him. How this mystery woman coming to give him Martine's belongings explains
1: that is anyone's guess. Life's full of things we can't depend on. Like the Irish weather. Predictably unpredictable. When you're cutting it fine, but the tractor in front is out for the day. No winner of this week's You Know What. So much for Lucky 7. Lucky 7. But some things you can depend on. Like in home heating. Emo, Jones Oil and Campus Oil are now CERTA. Delivering the same warmth to your home now and into the future. For home heating you can depend on. See certairland.ie
0: Of course, none of this explains where Martine is. So Cassandritz continues.
2: She told me, why don't you check the text message that she sent you? And I opened the text and I read it. Um And it's basically Martine just saying she's had enough. I've just read quickly, and she she telling me she loves me, she doesn't want me to um, go through anything like that. you know and i I was just stunned and I said, Where is she? And she said she's with my brother. So basically basically I read the text message. She was explaining um, you know, her issues with her dad. Um, she couldn't take it anymore. Um, you know, basically it was basically a lot of like animosity towards him mm-hmm. through the text message. And she she basically was like, you know, I did it, you know. And did what? Like she was responsible for her dad's death. Okay. Yeah. So basically, she she said she was helped, you know, a, an individual named Juan. Juan. Um, yeah, Juan. Um, and she she said she took something about taking care of him too. Um.
3: You know, she she, she killed Juan too. She said, yeah. Had you known your wife to be violent before? No, not at all.
0: Martine had supposedly sent him a text message while he was asleep, so he hadn't seen it by the time this mystery woman came into his apartment. When he read the message, he saw that she had confessed to murdering her own father. But there's more.
2: So basically, my wife, she, after she said that she was you know, responsible for her dad's passing, um, she 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 said she didn't want to um, something about not wanting to be in, in prison with a baby giving birth losing a child. She and, said all this in a text message. And yeah, she, okay. she 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 sent a really long paragraph. I was like, I
3: had to scroll through. Is that still on your phone? Yes, sir.
0: What an amazing coincidence that she sent him a text message that perfectly explains why she's missing and who killed her father. The only thing he needs now is a reason why they would find a gun in his possession. Oh wait, here we go.
2: So basically another thing she another thing she gave me, like threw at me, was the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, it came in a, 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 a box with a bag um, and... I looked, she, she, before I opened it, she said, you're probably gonna, you're probably really gonna need this. And I said, need what? And then I opened it, I, I saw the gun. Holy shit, like, tell me what the gun looks like. It's, it's literally, it's, it's literally the gun, it, it's, it's, it's got like, um,
3: like a, a cylinder type thing. Okay, so do you know the difference between a revolver? That's what it is. And a semi-automatic. Revolver. Semi-automatic has... I know what it is. I know what it is. It's a revolver. Where you pull the... Absolutely. And a revolver's got the wheel that folds out? Absolutely. Okay. So So. black black or silver? Chrome. I think it was... Stainless, gray, black? I think it
2: was black. Okay. I think. Black or silver? big, Big, little, small. And I'm looking at it like holy shit like I've never because I've I've never touched a gun before I, mm. I've never I've never had a gun I've never purchased one never had one so I'm I'm looking at it I'm like holy shit and then it's got the the, the box of ammunition right and I'm looking at it and it's I'm got like, all of it the gun and the ammunition she said you're probably going to need this okay you're probably going to really need this why would you need it because I don't know, she she feels as though maybe people are gonna come look and at her she head. handed this to you? Yeah, she just said you're probably gonna need this. Where's that now? It's it's in the apartment, um in my bedroom. Okay. I've I mean I I made the mistake touching it, but right. I never obviously Well I, I mean she handed it. it to you, so I never used it.
0: Oh, and by the way, she also gave me a gun. I mean, it's only 45 minutes into this interview, and he's finally nonchalantly mentioning that he had the gun. Oh, and it's either black or silver, the two colors that almost every gun would be. Thanks for that little detail, Sherlock. Cassandritz is sitting there, calm, cool, and collected. He's explained why Martine is missing, who killed her father, and why he had her phone and gun in his possession. But does he actually believe that he's going to get up and walk out of the police station? Because he's not going to. The detective tells him he's clearly being questioned about something big.
3: Obviously, you've got to know you're in some pretty serious trouble now. Uh, I mean, you're the police department. They they grabbed a hold of you. They put you in handcuffs. They put you in the back of the car. They got you sitting here handcuffed to a table. uh, and, And you haven't even asked me why. And I understand, things throw people off. I already already asked them why.
2: They told me because of suspicious activities, because I was walking with my hoodie.
0: He thinks he got arrested, cuffed, and taken to an interrogation room because of suspicious activity? Because he was walking with his hoodie up? I understand people get hassled about that, but cuffed to a table in an interrogation room? You gotta be pretty dense. When Cassandritz left the Hollywood police station, he didn't actually drive around like he said. The police know that because he was not only tailed by multiple officers, but other authorities were keeping surveillance on his apartment.
3: Not only were they following you in the car, but there was more than two, there were several more. They followed you to the store. They saw what you bought. And when you went back to your apartment and you parked the car down at the end, they sat there and they waited. They waited and they watched. And they watched And they watched, and they saw you come out, and they saw you go down and get the dumpster. They saw you come back. They saw you go down and put the, the cart in the other dumpster. There wasn't a woman. Just get it off your chest. Tell me what happened.
0: Oh, snap. They had watched him go to Walmart, where he bought rubber gloves. Then they watched his apartment, where he used a garbage can to transport Martine to a dumpster. At no point in the early morning hours did a woman show up to his apartment. That night, they also saw him take a hand truck out to the dumpster. Earlier in this interview, he said that one of the items that the mystery woman brought him was a hand truck that he had purchased to move a refrigerator. He said he didn't even realize it was gone, but when she returned it to him, there was blood on it and it smelled bad. At about 4.30 that morning, around the time that that mystery woman should have been letting herself into Cassandrit's apartment, investigators found Martine's body in a garbage can by the dumpster. When they pulled the hand truck out of the dumpster, it had blood on it. Then the detective broke the news to Cassandritz that they knew he had sent himself text messages from Martine's phone.
3: If I'm sitting here and I send you a text message, It's going to show up on your phone. When I go back and pull those reports with it, now, not the regular phone report, but when I pull the report with a court order, it's going to tell me not only where my phone was when that text message was sent, but where your phone was when it was received. And it's going to tell me that within several yards. It's going to give me pretty specific geo locations, geo areas. We know that's going. To, what's going to happen with the, if the text message is still on your phone or her phone. We know that the phone was going to be with you. They've been tracking your phone, and they've been tracking her phone.
0: Oops. It still never ceases to amaze me how many people there are out in the world that don't have the slightest concept of how things work. I mentioned in one episode not long ago about people who think deleting a text message makes it go away forever. It's the 21st century, guys. You're always being tracked. Once Cassandritz realized the jig was up, he broke down and started crying. As the detective continued to coax him to tell him what happened, he posed a hypothetical. He asked, hypothetically, if someone had committed murder, how likely would they be to get out? The detective gave him his own hypothetical by saying, Well, if I was dealing with a person who had, say, murdered their wife... If they cooperated, that would really help them out a lot. During the interview, detectives thought that Roosevelt had been killed first and then Cassandritz had killed Martine after she found out about it. Cassandritz eventually confessed to the killings and he explained that he had shot Martine in the head on June 4th because she had disrespected him, killing her and their unborn son, who was to be named Cassandritz Jr. He said that he killed Roosevelt on the 9th, but never gave a motive for the murder. After living with his wife's corpse for eight days, he tried to dismember the body to make it easier to dispose of, but he wasn't able to do it. He also said he shot Roosevelt in the back because he wasn't able to look him in the eyes when he did it. Once the police started questioning him, he knew he had to get rid of the body and use the garbage can to take her out to the dumpster. Then what? Someone would clearly find his wife's body out there. Was he going to claim that she committed suicide and then someone else put her in a garbage can at her own apartment complex? Cassandritz was charged with the premeditated murders of both Martine and Roosevelt, the first-degree murder of their unborn child, and two counts of abuse of a corpse. Though he made a full confession, he pleaded not guilty and his lawyer is trying to get that confession thrown out. It's unclear where the case stands as the trial hasn't happened yet, but it's unlikely the judge will toss the confession. Also, all of the evidence clearly leads to Cassandritz. He will most likely spend the rest of his life in prison if he isn't given the death penalty. I mean, it's Florida and his crimes were pretty heinous, so he might be heading to death row, but he surely isn't ever getting out of prison. If you're the victim of domestic abuse, please reach out to someone for help please talk to your local battered women's shelter or call the National Domestic Abuse Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. Or you can go to thehotline.org to chat with someone online. The great thing about this website is that, at any time, hitting the escape key twice will take you to a Google search page. That way, if your abuser is nearby, you won't get caught looking for help. If you're having feelings of harm in yourself or someone else or even just need someone to talk to, please contact your local mental health facility, call 911, or call Mental Health America, who operate the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. They're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and will talk to you about any mental health issue you might be facing. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. You can subscribe or follow the show to ensure you don't miss an episode, and you can leave us a rating on whatever podcast app you use. If you'd like to support the show, you can do that by checking out our merchandise at Teespring. You can also discuss the channel and the episodes on our subreddit, r forward slash thisismonsters. You can find more ways to support our show and how to find us on social media by visiting thisismonsters.com. Thanks again, and be safe.
1: Life's full of things we can't depend on Like the Irish weather Predictably unpredictable When you're cutting it fine But the tractor in front is out for the day No winner of this week's You know what So much for lucky seven But some things you can depend on Like in home heating Emo, Jones Oil and Campus Oil Are now Certa, Delivering the same warmth to your home Now and into the future For home heating you can depend on See CertaIreland.ie.